0: well hello everybody and i hope you're doing well tonight we have something uh that i think is fun and exciting uh that we're going to do today which is we are going to premiere the movie you know i've been calling it an audiographic which i think is kind of a neat phrase to describe this um but this was made by our friend robopulp um, that you can follow both on Twitter and I believe look for his Robo Pulp Media YouTube channel. Uh, but we have Black Cat's Poppy and Big Empty Zero. Big Empty Zero, thank you so much for the follow. And we've got King Dinosaur rolling in with some big bass lines. And as always, Dash V. Just him, Dash V. Um, who's here for some moderation assistance. If you have any trouble make sure you contact him but uh what we're going to do is we're going to probably wait about 10-15 minutes here before we start the show and before we do that what i wanted to do is talk about this a little bit and sort of uh where it came from in a sense obviously it came from robopult because this was his story and his idea um <clears throat> but I met Melvin, uh, I think just through Twitter. Uh, I can't remember if that was from a last driving thing tweet or what have you, but, uh, sort of talked to him on Twitter, found his YouTube channel. And what I really appreciated about him was that he didn't have that sort of, I don't know, hyperactive sort of touch that you get on a lot of channels. And what I thought was really cool, Was that on his youtube channels he talked about and shared the ways that he made and was learning himself to make various creative outlets and if you don't know robopulp and you've never seen these before he does these toy miniature model scenes where he uses a combination of action figures and small props and camera tricks to stage scenes that look like they could be full life scenes that are miniaturized. And so in some of his videos he talks about the uh, part of the production with the lighting and the positioning of the camera and the detail and how you can use little tricks to make things look larger than they really are and that sort of thing. Bracy 100 says, Woohoo! I'm in Bracey 100 thank you so much for stopping by you're here in time we've got about maybe another 10 12 minutes before we start the movie and so what I thought was very cool is that Melvin had these creative ideas and this was sort of around the time again when COVID was kind of initially rolling around and I also met a lot of people uh on Twitter who do narrations a lot of them do creepy tales, creepy real life tales, true crime, creepy pasta story reads, voice acting, as well as some people like Derek Carey, um, who is Derek Danzig, who was Astro Radio Z, who had a long running podcast and did a lot of audio work, uh, a lot of production. Guy's a fantastic audio engineer and so in talking with a lot of these folks you sort of got this creative community that was rolling around and i always had interest in trying more voice acting doing commercial reads that sort of thing and i've done some of them in the past but really wanted to try something a little larger and a little more different so hey here's a cheers to all of you both the new folks stopping in as well as the regulars And, of course, to RoboPulp himself for allowing me to share this. So, a cheers to you all. I hope your night is going fantastic. And I hope you're excited for this like I am. We'll uh, sit back. The movie, the presentation itself is about 20 minutes. So, when I play that, I'm going to go off camera. I'm going to go off mic. We'll have the little chat bar on the side and then the movie in the middle. And uh, I've turned off all the rest of my alerts and that sort of stuff. So we'll just enjoy the movie. And uh, after it's over, we'll spend a little time talking about it. And uh, I think you're all gonna have a a great time with that. So here's a cheers to all of you. And so as I met some of these folks and talked to them, I was talking a little bit to RoboPulp about how I'd made some of these YouTube videos I don't want to say necessarily the ASMR thing, because again, I know that gives people kind of a... Um, but what I what I was talking to him about was how I thought that it was super cool that he did these scenes, that he shared a lot of his artwork and drawing, and then he did a microphone test. And his microphone test was using a Zoom uh, 4, the HM4 recorder which is a very popular recorder for a lot of reasons. It's a great piece of equipment. And it's what I use to record my six-hour symphony of crickets. And what I really, really appreciated about this video that he did, and I really urge you to go check out RoboPulp Media on YouTube, he has a very cool analytical style where he sets the microphone out and he tries uh some different positions, some different times of day, some different settings on the recorder. And he shared all of that. Um, Autonomic Sensory Meridian Response is what that stands for. And I really appreciated how he shared that information and took sort of a cool step-by-step little analytical. And it was earnest. He was trying to learn. He was trying to figure it out for himself. And watching that sort of stuff, I was like, this is what I remember about YouTube being when it was at its best. Before it got just totally overblown with goofball, whatever stuff. And so, talking to him, we... uh, sort of came to the the realization we had a lot of sort of shared interests and i actually had him uh on the show in one of the episodes asking him about how he got into making the little model shots um in sort of his creative process so there was a uh, an episode uh, of the cigar going lounge that had Melvin as a guest And I don't think that's here on uh, Twitch anymore, but it is on the podcast channel. You can go way back, and there is the interview, I think, with him there. Uh, King Dinosaur comments, that was a great episode. Melvin is a great dude. He really is. Earnest, nice, intelligent, like, what a great guy. And as this moved forward, and he saw both some of the other things people were producing online and i talked to him about comics and we were talking about audio editing we'd sort of discussed like you know i wonder why people haven't gotten together and recreated sort of the new era of the old school golden age radio shows creative works with people in this whole group and bubble who could provide various talents and resources and make something fun now as we've talked about before that's a lot of work it's no small amount of work so a hats off to melvin um i was basically co-producer on this he lists me as a producer but i really was only there for some advice um But the story was his. He had a script. He had a story that he wrote for a comic. And he has a comic, sort of graphic novel edition of this on his gumroad. And we were like, hey, let's, uh, you know, why don't, why don't we try it? Bracy 100 comments, I like that. I actually listened to old radio shows via YouTube and was a Prairie Home Companion fan. I'm not familiar with Prairie Home Companion, but I know, uh, for example, King Dinosaur, and I think maybe Black Cat are big fans of that, in the, uh, there's a serious XM station that plays old radio shows. We were talking about uh, Johnny Dollar, the old Johnny Dollar radio shows. And I'm surprised that in, in the era of all of this digital technology that that hasn't come about more, where you look, you could have voice actors record this in your home you can have somebody that's good at editing cut it together and somebody who's doing sound effect and so this was sort of an attempt but I'm sure as Melvin will tell you it's again a lot of work he wasn't quite sure how to get all of the stuff together some of it we did ourselves meaning I recorded my parts uh, King Dinosaur, I think King Dinosaur is in there. Flixology in there. There's a bunch of people in the community that are in there who, who did their own recordings. Senthrakaze stopping by and says, Good evening, Santa You were in time to watch the premiere of The Plot, an audiographic presentation made by RoboPulp. Dash V likes Fibber McGee and Molly. No, that's Black Cat's favorite. Likes Fibber McGee. <laughs> But so you know i i i feel like there's look and this isn't meant to throw shade on anybody but there's so many true crime podcasts there's so many and i'm surprised that and maybe there are and i just don't know about them but i'm surprised that there isn't something like this that has been created or spun up uh in a larger production sense um And so for us, with day jobs and everything else, we managed to get this all done. We did have to find some people to help with some of the audio editing. The artwork is done by RoboPulp himself. It is a super cool mix of hand-drawn imagery with some computer-assisted effects and a few shots. Um, At the beginning of this, when you first start hearing it, you'll hear this buzzing sound that is meant to be the buzzing sound of the over fluorescent lights. So don't think that there's something wrong with your sound. Um, and so look, as a first cut, having watched this now a couple times, I honestly think that this was an amazing endeavor and that RoboPulp did a spectacular job with this. And I would love for something like this to come about. We sort of talked about the idea of getting, either Kickstarters or Patreons going for doing something like this, but life has a way of getting in the way of our creative, uh, our creative happiness now and then. <laughs> um, straighten out that closet one of the day. But um, <clears throat> all that being said, I think RoboPulp wanting to combine sort of You know, I think his idea was the technology sort of of a new age with the feeling of the pulp style stuff of the the past, which he really likes. And I feel like he nails it. Um, I feel like he nails it. I think the art and style and everything in this captures that aesthetic just perfectly. It was a whole heck of a lot of fun to make. Um, Initially, we were going to try to cut this into episodic pieces. And and it was another case of, hey, I think what's gonna happen though is is people have schedules. Sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. And and eventually it came down to, look, let's just get it out there. You've had this done for a while. I think it's important for people to see it. I would love it if uh, any of you are on Twitter that you would send RoboPulp some congratulations on this and spread the word about it. And if you're interested in potentially making something like this whether you have some skills you think you can contribute or otherwise let's see if we can make it happen because uh honestly this is really really cool and and um i'm very fortunate to have such a great community of super kind super cool super creative folks just whether people i met here on twitch or twitter or new from real life Um, I think you're going to enjoy this. So podcast people, I am recording this, uh, to broadcast this like I've done with the previous episodes, but since this is a movie and again, it runs about 19, 20 minutes, there's not going to be any ad breaks today. I feel like that would be inappropriate anyhow. So we're going to start this here in a minute. So everybody get your drinks ready. Get your drinks ready, Uh, make sure if you have to go pee-pee, you quickly go pee-pee. I hesitate to say smoke them if you got them, but I'm gonna have a nicotine pouch and sit back and watch this. All right, is everybody ready? Because here we go. This is The Plot, written and produced by Robo Pulp and starring A whole lot of all of you wonderful, awesome people. So here we go, muting my mic. Let's watch the show. Let's go over it one more time, Mr. Corman. (sighs) I've told you everything I know. For the record, please. Besides, you'd be surprised at what you can recall after a traumatic incident. Just through simple repetition, you find that you know a lot more than you think you do.
1: Whatever. Besides, you haven't told me what I'm being (laughs) charged with, or who
0: these guys are. You're not being charged with anything, Mr. Corman, not yet. As for these three gentlemen, they're with me. We're all working together, trying to figure out what happened. I've told you what happened. Just once more. Now, let me refresh your memory. You say you were sitting on the bench when this individual, this man, came over and sat next to you? Yes. Is that when you killed him?
1: I didn't kill anyone!
0: He was dead when we got there.
1: It wasn't like that.
0: You didn't kill him?
1: No, I mean,
0: I was defending myself. He attacked you? Yes. He just came up and attacked you? No, not right away. Well, how did it happen then?
1: At first, he said hi and then started making small talk. Saying what nice weather we've been having lately. Like that.
0: And then he attacked you. no Okay, well what happened next?
1: He kept going on like that for a while. What nice weather we've been having lately, how lousy it was the week before, and how today was a really nice day.
0: And what did you do?
1: I tried to be polite. What do you mean by that
0: statement?
1: I humored him. I told him, yeah, it was a
0: nice day. So you talked to him? I guess. Did you talk to him, yes or no? Sort of. I mean, I agreed with
1: him that it was a nice day, but I mostly ignored him and concentrated on my sketching.
0: You say he talked to you about the weather. Yes. How did he phrase his remarks? What? Let me put it another way. Did he talk to you in a particular way? Did he speak using a certain turn of phrase, like a pattern? Maybe he repeated a sentence. He...
1: He said it was a nice day.
0: What were his exact words? Hmm. Let me see. Uh...
1: He said, It's a really nice day.
0: He told you, it's a really nice day? Yeah, like that. Over and over. It's a really nice day. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. He kept repeating, it's a really nice day. Yeah, it was weird. What
1: do you mean
0: by weird?
1: The whole thing. It felt like he was saying a line from a play or a script. And I wasn't giving him the right answer, so he just kept saying it. It was weird.
0: And you're certain you'd never seen this man before? Positive. Is this when he attacked you? No, not right away. What happened next? He became aggressive. Did he or did he not attack you then?
1: I told you, no. He just started... Demanding that
0: I hand it over. He demanded that you hand it over? Yes. and what over? I don't know. I told you before, I don't know what he was asking for. Alright, let's put that aside for now. So, he asked or demanded that you hand it uh,
1: over. At first, he asked. But I didn't know what he was talking about, and this made him mad. Then, he started demanding, and got more aggressive.
0: When you say he became more aggressive, what do you mean?
1: He started grabbing me by the arm, telling me to hand it over. He said he told me the secret
0: code, and to hand it over. He'd told you the secret code? Yes. And you say you have no idea what he was talking about? Yes. And you have no idea what he meant by a secret code? Yes. What did you do then?
1: I told him to let me be. That I had no idea what he was talking about.
0: And he didn't desist from asking you to hand it over?
1: Yes, again. It was like he was acting out some kind of secret agent fantasy. But I wasn't giving him the right answers. So he kept getting angrier and more demanding. He yanked my sketchbook from my hand and he threw it away.
0: Is this when he attacked you? Yes. And you defended yourself? Yes. Why were you there, <laughs> Mr. Corman?
1: I was sketching in my
0: notebook. So you told us, but why were you at that particular bench? I just picked that one. You entered the park through the north gate, is that right? Yes. And from that end of the park, you passed seven benches, but you chose that particular bench. Yeah, so? You must have had a reason, if you're not aware of it. I guess... Concentrate, Mr. Corman, please. Uh, I guess I like
1: the sunlight better in that part of the park. It makes it better to see what
0: you're drawing. And that is the only reason why you chose that particular bench. Yes. Are you sure, Mr. Corman? Yes. Do you recognize Uh. these drawings, Mr. Corman?
1: Yeah, the ones that survived after he took my sketchbook and tore it up.
0: Your sketches are of a violent nature, Mr. Corman. Can you tell me why?
1: It's a character I'm working on for my next graphic novel. Is he a hunter? No.
0: Why is he carrying a rifle?
1: He's... a sniper. A sniper? Yes.
0: A sniper with the U.S. Army?
1: No. I mean, he used to be in the Army, like me, but now he's freelance.
0: He carries out assassinations on contract? Yeah, only he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it?
1: No, he gets a phone call that puts him under a spell. Like those sleeper agents? You know, when Russians trained someone for years and set him loose in another country, and he lived a normal life until he got a phone call one day? Well, it's something like that with this character. He gets a call that tells him where to go, where to stand, who to shoot, and then he goes out and does it.
0: And then what? What do you mean? What does he do when he's not killing people? How does he earn a living? How does he account for the time when he's under the spell?
1: He works part-time as an illustrator. He's in disability and is taking therapy because he gets blackouts that he can't explain.
0: I see. That is quite an idea, Mr. Carmen. I guess. Do you ever wonder where these ideas come from? Yeah. What do you conclude? Where do these ideas come from?
1: From the subconscious, I guess. Hey, can I go already? I really can't remember any more details.
0: We're almost done, Mr. Corman. Man. Uh, It just discuss the physical confrontation between you and the individual. What about it? The blows inflicted on the deceased indicate an advanced knowledge of hand-to-hand combat and human anatomy.
1: I don't know anything about that. You don't? No, I told you. I'm a graphic designer, and I work on comics when I have the time. I've never taken a karate lesson in my
0: life. Not even in the army?
1: No. I worked in communications. And then I studied graphic design with
0: the scholarship money that I got. Then how do you explain the physical damage you did to your assailant? I... I just reacted to
1: the attack.
0: That was quite a reaction, Mr. Carmen.
2: It
1: just happened.
2: What do you think happened? Sounds like coincidence and bad timing. A transaction taking place between people not associated with us. Maybe Corman looked like the guy's contact, so he was approached. That could have ended up badly for him.
0: Yeah? Good thing we got here before the police. What? What do you suggest we
2: do? Put him under with a higher frequency cycle. Wait, you're not the police. That should keep him under control for the three days left before the speech.
1: If you're not the police, then who are you?
2: Alright,
0: do it.
1: Hey, talk to me. Who are you? I'm out of here.
2: Restrain him.
1: No, let me go.
2: Hold his head.
1: Let go of me!
2: Here it goes. Uh, uh, uh,
1: Man... What the hell did I do last night? Feels like I was in a fight. Man, who is it at this time? Yeah? Hello? Is this Corman? Hey, Jason. What's up?
3: I was calling to ask you that, man.
1: What do you mean? Why are you calling me at this time of the morning?
3: Morning? Are you sick, man?
1: What are you talking about, Jason?
3: It's two in the afternoon, man and you've been absent from work for three days. What? The boss has been calling you every day, leaving messages in your voicemail.
1: Three days? Let me look at my calendar.
3: Then he asked me to stop by and check on you, see if you were still alive.
1: Jesus, it's Thursday today. I went to the park on Sunday.
3: I came by and knocked, but no one answered. So, are you okay, man? Something
1: happened? You sick? Um, yeah, Jason. Some kind of stomach flu, it knocked me out of my back. Couldn't even keep a glass of water down.
3: I rang the bell, knocked on the door a bunch.
1: Yeah, I might have heard it. But I was delirious for a while and I thought I was imagining it. But I'm okay now, so you can tell the boss I'll be there tomorrow morning.
3: Are you sure you're okay? If the boss knows you're sick, he won't mind you taking the week off.
1: No, really, I'm okay now. If you can just pass the message on to him. I'm making coffee, and after I eat something I should be okay.
4: Yeah,
3: sure man. boss must have left you half a dozen voicemails though. Did you get any
1: of them? Uh, no. Maybe they'll show up on the weekend. I've been having problems with this new phone.
3: That's the new one for the one, you
1: a yeah, that one.
3: They only gave away five of those. You were lucky.
1: Well, I seem to miss calls and texts, and now there's missing voicemails. So, I'm not so sure about that. The last call I remember getting is something that sounded like the old school dial-up sound. Uh, Someone's at the door, Jason. I have to go.
3: All right, man. Consider staying out the rest of the week. The presidential candidate's in town for a speech. So it's going to be crazy downtown.
1: I'll consider it, Jason. Bye. Just a second.
0: Good afternoon. Uh, I have a special delivery for uh, Raymond Corman. That's me. Just sign here and here you go thank you have a good day sir
1: where the hell is this from from hinterlands something to do with my phone
3: expect evening traffic on the freeway to be a little heavier than usual with all the people coming to see the each line.
1: <laughs> Avenue from the intersections of powell street all the way might be a replacement phone not a package this to big
3: to leave work early or
1: what the winter. hell is this i didn't order a metal briefcase
3: like or 60s, did i but it be a fine for uh, uh, hello to the nation and deliver his plans for <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Corman. I'm Delilah, your customer service representative, and I'll be guiding you through the assembly and use of the components inside your briefcase. Now, Mr. Corman, first thing you have to do is change into clothes appropriate for the weather. So let's go to the closet and pick something. And while you're at it, put on a pair of headphones. You'll need your hands free for what you have to do. the corner, there's on the right. You're going to take that out. Very good, Mr. Corman. Now, at the end of this alley, you're going to open the door on the left of the alley. Make sure to keep steady pace, Mr. Corman. You don't want to wear yourself out. And there's plenty of time for what you have to do. Step out onto the rooftop want to go to the North the building. Okay, Mr. Corbett. This is a good place. Now dial 175 on the combination dial. Open Very good, Mr. Corbett. Now take stock and bridge. And join them together. Now assemble the five And slide the firing mechanism and the bolt. Very good, Mr. Carter. Now pull back on the bolt, and then let go to float around your chamber. Now rest the unit on the ledge. To
2: open your eyes and acknowledge the now by our elected, elected. And You can't He'll take your guns, your freedom, and your god.
0: Please, I urge you to hold with your head and heart ...this coming Tuesday. Yeah. When you're ready... ...we shall make
3: this city great! We're finished now, Mr. Corman. Thank you for shopping insurance. Goodbye!
1: Huh? Uh, What? Oh my god! What am I doing holding this? What, What am I doing here? That's the gun! What? May you see him? No, no, uh, I didn't shoot what did him. What do
4: they look like?
1: I didn't do it. I don't know what happened. I see your hands. Down the ground now. Don't move. I didn't do it. We will not shoot. Have to shoot you. Uh, get down
4: know. on the ground. I don't know how it happened. because of the overturned pickup truck on the expressway, expect delays of up to 25 minutes between exits 22 and 27. In other news, police have revealed the identity of the assassin of presidential candidate Hanson as Raymond Haley Corman, 29 years old, former Army communications specialist, and employed as an illustrator and graphic designer. Authorities are still investigating the circumstances that led to the shooting of Hanson, but an FBI spokesperson stated that so far no connections have been established between Mr. Corman and terrorists, either foreign or native, and that it's very likely that Raymond Haley Corman acted alone.
0: There you have it. What a lot of fun. And I think that was just so well done and um you know, just 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 man, it's so charming. Um bracy 100 comments. Good story and acting. You know, like <clears throat> I got to be honest. I've uh <laughs> I've seen worse on TV. <laughs> big empty zero comments that was rad yeah i you know when i first saw it when when um we were first getting pieces of it together uh you know there was a little bit of uh i don't know should we I was like man it is super cool your artwork fits i think this is going to be awesome and so um a hats off to you robopulp and a cheers to everyone involved who contributed their voices uh the editing and of course again to Pulp for some of the some of the artwork in there perfect pulp sketches and i and i love the i love the uh stop motion of some of the pieces of paper uh that he uses rather than having everything be uh, just a hundred percent digital the the effects are neat uh as king dinosaur says the effects are cool In, for myself, and I, I would be interested to know about the rest of you, um, I like that there isn't too much movement. Um, I really like that it kind of is like a comic book in motion. Um, like a radio show with some extra little visual components. The, the artwork is super charming. I love the style that he uses. Uh, I I think it it reminds me of almost like those old, well, I guess pulp drawings. Like the old Conan books and stuff like that where you'd read a couple pages and then there'd be a a picture that was drawn. You know, it wasn't every scene illustrated. Um, Black Cat says wow that was beyond so much the illustration was incredible i really like the paper doll effect in motion wonderful great acting fantastic job everyone couldn't have said it better myself so i uh again would urge you to uh tell RoboPulp about how much you enjoyed this and um like i say it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort but i would love to be involved uh, and do something else like this again. Just what a lot of fun. And I, I know that there were a lot of people who um, were maybe first-time kind of voice actors uh, doing this, who were nervous about it. <clears throat> and I gave them some advice. I look, like the biggest thing is just relax. It's fine. Do several takes. If you mess up, keep going. Don't worry about it and again the in editing you pick the one that fits the best so uh, relax and have fun and i think that the have fun aspect of this uh really shines through and in that regard hats off to um raven dreams raven dreams does um a whole lot of narration um youtube videos the guy puts out content like a beast uh, so if you're ever looking for something to listen to, whether it's on your drive to work over a cup of coffee or while you're sitting and relaxing, uh, Raven Dreams has a ton of content. Um, Bracy 100 says that he's actually reviewing RoboPulp and reviewing Robopulp's comic. I'd love to see that review. Um, you know the guy the guy uh, I don't want to say like deserves all the accolades he can get but, uh, he deserves all the accolades he can get. I think he's got a lot of fun, creative talent, and I hope he continues, uh, to do this stuff, you know, getting, a, getting, uh, some people to watch these things can be difficult, uh, in the oversaturated nature, both of the internet and all these streaming shows and everything else. So I can't thank all of you enough for taking some time out of your evening, uh, to give this a watch. Very interesting mind control theme, too. I really liked how, as the agents in the interrogation scene are sort of walking him through, that that the main character is slightly clueless. It's like, you know, they're (laughs) trying to get him to say, Are you sure you weren't aware that you were part... And (laughs) and he's clearly not. (laughs) Um... And I loved the art style that he did on on the agents, too. You know, sort of have a they live type alien-esque appearance to him. Um, Just a bang-up job. Just a bang-up job. Uh, Black Cat says, King Dinosaur, you sounded like Cigar Goyle doing your voice. (laughs) Hey, man, like that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, It was worth it, right? A lot of fun. Uh, Black Cat says, oh, I would always watch another one of his films. Well, tell him that. I think, uh, he would love to, to hear that. Encouragement. We've talked about this on this show a lot of times. The encouragement of, I had fun, and I liked it, and it just put a smile on my face, is, is like the, the biggest, uh, morale boost you can get, right? Bracey 100. Stopping with a follow. Thank you so much, Bracey100. I really appreciate that. And by the way, this show runs typically Sunday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. We hang out for an hour. Uh, We talk about a variety of things. Sometimes we do drawings. Sometimes I rub hot sauce in my eye. You never know what you're going to get. But the one consistent aspect of all of that is that this is a super cool, super chill community. And this is meant to be an escape and a relax at the end of the day to do something fun. Um, King Dinosaur says, I was thinking they live too. Put the glasses on! Put them on! Oh! Icequin raided in with three viewers. Icequin, how you doing? Icequin, thank you so much for the raid. Icequin, you, you unfortunately just missed the premiere of Robopulps the plot. But thank you so much for the raid and for stopping on in. Uh she's raiding in, but we'll also be right back. And if you could make sure you also give Ice Quinn a follow here on Twitch. Uh, obviously, she does some streaming. Is a very nice person and has an adorable kitty cat and a dog named Pippin and Baron, respectively. Respectively, respectively. What am I talking about? Um, Dash, if you could, can you give a shout-out to Ice Quinn, please? Yeah, beware of the dial-up, the... <laughs> but what a lot of fun. Uh, you can totally believe that if you downloaded AOL directly into someone's brain, it would turn them into a serial killer. I mean, let's be honest, I have a feeling the internet has probably spawned a whole lot of some dark, terrible things in its day. (laughs) Carrier signal. And stuff like that, I I feel like uh, I really miss kind of the old Cold War, um, the old Cold War plots of sort of the old school electronic tech and all that sort of thing. So, um, when I was originally sort of reading the, the script that RoboPulp had, I was like, man, this is just a lot of fun. It's, uh, just a classic sort of sci-fi mystery thriller thing. And, uh, you absolutely need to do it. So, um, what would you all think if somebody said no i'm not holding anybody's feet to the flames on this obviously but if somebody said hey for a dollar a month you'll get two movies or something like this and even if they didn't have a video component and they were just audio would you pay for it and the only reason why i ask that is because it is increasingly difficult um Ad revenue isn't what it used to be, and the reason why I say that is because now, given the way that the algorithms and everything else sort, uh, typically, unless you're going to get bazillions of followers, uh, you don't really make a whole heck of a lot. And, um, you know, it takes, again, it takes time and effort to make something that is clean. Um, I do this show during the week, and there's some sometimes obvious mistakes and gaffes and whatever, but... I think when you're making something like a movie or a production like that on a on a more, hey, here's here's this thing we made scale, you do want to take the time to do it right. That takes a lot of time. Uh, as I remarked, doing the relaxation soundscape things that I had, I mean, the Symphony of Crickets, it took weeks um, of just the recording alone, let alone editing the stuff together. So... <clears throat> I think there is a little bit of, if you had some sort of, oh, Dash V's gifting a one, man, Dash V, thank you so much, brother. Man, I really appreciate that you, uh, you help out so much on the show. I really, uh, I really thank you. Here's a cheers to Dash V. Thank you so much, man. But I love this. I really really would love if there was some sort of regular fiction radio show that's kind of like this. And there are a lot of talented people out there with some very good voice skills and some very good recording uh, equipment just in their homes. Uh, But it is hard to get an original script and to get everything together. So let's read a comment from Bracey 100. I stopped making films on YouTube because the algorithm and policy changes meant that I would never be able to succeed. YouTube wants short daily posts. Yeah, they want like 15-minute videos. Like, they want them in a certain length, which is why if, when you watch some of those videos and people complain, why is it that every video starts with... Hi, welcome to the channel, and here's the thing, and don't forget to subscribe, And don't, because all that stuff is meant to pad out the length, and also, they are so persnickety on follows and notifications and the time between when it goes live and how many people watch it, it, it is so hard. It is so hard to succeed at that platform. You basically have to do it like a full-time job if you're going to make anything at it. And let's be honest, most of the people in this space, um, you know, we're really, we're really doing this as a hobby. And we maybe have a couple of hours every now and then during the week. It, it's really, it's really tough. <clears throat> Dash V is a video effects studio in his home. And what you'll see is just a giant green square. <laughs> what is the picture in the background? but no time or energy left after work. I get that. I truly get that. The picture in the background was a picture that my father used to have in his office illustrating the importance of quality communication. It's an old, uh, three stooges still. And he used to have this up and use this as an example of, let's make sure that our pathways of communication are better than this. And so that's uh, a remembrance and a memento uh, uh, of my father and uh, something that makes me kind of happy. So there, I'll I'll put it there so people can see it a little bit better. (laughs) I'm a big, I love the Three Stooges, I think. You know, we talk about this production. And we talk about how much effort went into this. And when you look at the Three Stooges and the amount of content that those guys put out and the abuse that they put themselves through to do almost all of that, the the stunts and the acting and the writing and almost everything themselves. You know, obviously they had a studio there to do the recording and the filming and all that. But those guys put out so much content. And it's such a pace for so long. It really is remarkable. Yes, they're using the pair of pants as a phone. The old pants phone. I don't think that will work. Uh, but to be fair, you never tried. Well, that's kind of the... P- <laughs> that's kind of the point, Dash.
2: Mm, this phone call smells.
0: That's Black Cat trying to use the pants phone. But I, I love the Three Stooges. Um... Yeah, I think he, I think that was, uh, heart attacks. Wasn't it? I think it was Shemp that had a stroke, but just, uh, man, those guys, the amount of uh, pressure and punishment. So like content creation is hard. Again, we've, we've talked about this a lot. Content creation is hard. You can get stuck. You can get demoralized. You can feel like you're not good enough. You can feel like nobody likes it. Nobody cares. Um, but I think, again, giving the outpouring of support that is here in the channel and how much people enjoyed it, you'd be surprised. Just get it done. I think there's a lot of people looking for some fun, fresh stuff. And so, I would urge you to keep at it. Keep at it and keep with it. And if there's ever anything you'd like to share, uh, whether it's a video like this, or a song, or something you'd like me to read or share on the stream, my inbox is open. You can find me on Twitter at cigargoyle underscore here at cigargoyle on Twitch, obviously. Or you can send me an email cigargoyle at outlook.com. Cheers to all of you out there. <laughs> Use poopy pants and don't be shocked if you get shitty calls. Black Cat loves that. <laughs>
3: Make sure the pants are brown, and then people can't tell.
0: <laughs> Folks, you are always enough. Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> Good times. So, what other comments maybe do you guys have for for RoboPulp uh, regarding the production? Um, I would say if I was going to be any critical about it at all, some of the, some of the equalization of the, some of the sounds I feel like could have been adjusted a little bit, but by and large, uh, what a home run and I will specifically praise both the artwork that was done and the combination of all the voice acting. The voice acting of the the woman on the phone uh, telling him how to assemble the rifle and everything is a perfectly eerie, cheerful sort of... Hi, thanks for calling customer service. Like, well done. Just absolutely perfectly done. Uh, King Dinosaur says, that's what I was going to say. That's the only criticism. Same. And that's just practice. That's just practice and... Um, You know, the other thing was getting a, getting a, uh, you know, like beta readers for movies, scripts, books, all that stuff. Uh, you know, I feel like if there was longer time to get more eyes on it before you did the big premiere, you could adjust it. But, awesome. Dash V says, my only complaint is I want to part in the next one. You got it. You got it.
3: Yeah, it was really poop. It was the smell.
0: Black Cat just wants to talk about poop now. Siri says, go kill that guy. King Dinosaur wants a meteor role. Well, hey, all of this comes back to getting together and uh, having the encouragement to get it done. Uh, clearly we have people out there that are interested. We have uh, people who are willing to do some of the parts, but it is taxing with our regular schedules to make something like this work. And again, that was the thing that RoboPulp and I talked about a lot was, you know, initially he's like, hey, you know, can you do some of the editing on this? I was like, I gotta be honest, man, I'm tapped. Like between my day job during the day and going to the gym and doing my show at night like i'm wiped. like I, to get this done and to get it done right i think we should look for some people who are better and have better audio editing skills than i do bracy you have a great voice oh thank you so much man i really appreciate that cheers man King Dinosaur is asking for a trailer full of beer or no deal on the sequel. And bendy straws.
3: Bendy, like, you know.
0: I feel like a bendy straw that had like LEDs in it. So that like while you're drinking it, it like, like move the colors around would be cool. But otherwise, I'm like eh. Dash feet. Uh, oh, in a private pinball machine. I mean, King Dinosaur, you should just go live in Dash's house. Just live in his arcade. You could just put a sleeping bag under one of his pinball machines. Just camp out. You could play songs. You could play them soft musical songs. You and Flexology can just live there, and you can be a live-in band and entertain his whole household. <laughs> Hmm, you guys are too much, but um, There you have it the plot I will be if anyone wants to see this again I'm going to replay this episode tomorrow Probably around 11 o'clock That's 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern So I'll probably be playing this sometime in the early morning. I feel like it's worth it to replay it several times so I will replay this several times during the day tomorrow if you know anyone who really maybe would like this and just couldn't stay up to see it that will be their chance uh, you'll be able to see that uh, played tomorrow uh, I'm gonna talk to RoboPulp about getting this on either his YouTube channel or mine so that it's up there uh, and that it can be shared around but again this will be replayed tomorrow on Twitch several times. The VOD is available for Ooh, Dre, Dre Buchanan Salami. Thank you so much for the follow. That took me a minute to <laughs> read. You. I love that name. Hey, this is Dre Buchanan Salami. Stopping in to say you're all the best bite of the sandwich. Thank you, Dre Buchanan-Slami, for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Um, Should consider submitting it to film festivals. I agree. Um, I don't know if it was just a combination of being shy or bashful or not thinking it was good enough. I don't know. But I think he should be very proud of this. I think it's a monumental achievement to do as somebody again, this is kind of his first cut out at putting something like this together. And so I think it's a real home run and I think it's just super cool (laughs) today, totally not today. Hey, Thank you guys for stopping by. So that's going to be about the end of the episode today. Unless anybody has any uh, parting comments, uh, for Robo Pulp. Uh, the art in his comic is much better than what we saw here. I think that was a time issue. Yeah, I think that, uh, again, it's a matter of time and trying to get that together while the editing and stuff is done. Um, but again, I think if you had a a group of people who were dividing some of the stuff up a little more evenly, um, That that would have taken the burden off and maybe he could have, you know, spent some more time. I still think all the the art was cool, but obviously, uh, you know, the sky's the limit on anything, right? The Guardian has had dozens of rejections, but also over 20 accepts and won several awards. Catboy Joker says, can't wait to see the film, been looking forward to seeing it. Catboy uh, Joker, unfortunately, uh, that's the end of the episode today. The screening uh, was about a half hour or so ago, unfortunately. But I think what I'm going to do is, for those of you who... You know what, i tell you what. i tell you what. Why don't I just go ahead and replay it? I'll just replay it again right now. Uh, anyone that wants to see it. You can stick around and watch it. It's about 20 minutes. We'll just replay it again right now. We'll replay it again right now. Um, When that's over, uh, the stream will end and I will sign off. Um, I will be here in the chat sort of chilling out. Uh, So if anyone has to go, you can go. But thank you so much to everyone that stopped by and gave your comments and your support. I really can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart um you're some of the best folks around and here's a cheers to you all right so let's go ahead and air the replay we're going to replay it here is the second viewing of robo pulps the plot so here we go uh for all the rest of the regulars who are here that's it for the week and we will see you again on sunday and as we say, sort of at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit, and make sure you get yourself some rest. Because you never know when you make it a mysterious phone call. Ooh, ooh,
4: ooh.
0: Let's go over it one more time, Mr. Corman. <sighs> I've told you everything I know. For the record, please. Besides, you'd be surprised at what you can recall after a traumatic incident. Just through simple repetition, you find that you know a lot more than you think you do.
1: Whatever. Besides, you haven't told me what I'm being <clears throat> charged with, or who
0: these guys are. You're not being charged with anything, Mr. Corman, not yet. As for these three gentlemen, they're with me. We're all working together, trying to figure out what happened. I've told you what happened. Just once more. Now, let me refresh your memory. You say you were sitting on the bench when this individual, this man, came over and sat next to you? Yes. Is that when you killed him?
1: I didn't kill anyone!
0: He was dead when we got there.
1: It wasn't like that.
0: You didn't kill him?
1: No, I mean,
0: I was defending myself. He attacked you? Yes. He just came up and attacked you? No, not right away. Well, how did it happen then?
1: At first, he said hi, and then started making small talk. Saying what nice weather we've been having lately, like that.
0: And then he attacked you? no Okay, well what happened next?
1: He kept going on like that for a while. What nice weather we've been having lately, how lousy it was the week before, and how today was a really nice day.
0: And what did you do?
1: I tried to be polite. What do you mean by that
0: statement?
1: I humored him. I told him, yeah, it was
0: a nice day. So you talked to him? I guess... Did you talk to him, yes or no? Sort of. I mean, I agreed
1: with him that it was a nice day, but I mostly ignored him and concentrated on my sketching.
0: You say he talked to you about the weather. Yes. How did he phrase his remarks? What? Let me put it another way. Did he talk to you in a particular way? Did he speak using a certain turn of phrase, like a pattern? Maybe he repeated a sentence.
1: He... He said it was a nice day.
0: What were his exact words? Hmm. Let me see.
1: Uh, he said it's a really nice day.
0: He told you, it's a really nice day? Yeah, like that. Over and over. It's a really nice day. Over and over. Yeah, yeah. He kept repeating, it's a really nice day. Yeah, it was weird. What do you mean by weird?
1: The whole thing. It felt like he was saying a line from a play or a script. And I wasn't giving him the right answer. So he just kept saying it. It was weird.
0: And you're certain you'd never seen this man before? Positive. Is this when he attacked you? No, not right away. Well, What happened next? He became aggressive. Did he or did he not attack you then?
1: I told you, no. He just started... Demanding that I hand it over.
0: He demanded that you hand it over? Yes. and what over?
1: I don't know.
0: I told you before, I don't know what he was asking for. Alright, let's put that aside for now. So, he asked or demanded that you hand it uh,
1: At first, he asked. But I didn't know what he was talking about, and this made him mad. Then, he started demanding, and got more aggressive.
0: When you say he became more aggressive, what do you mean?
1: He started grabbing me by the arm, telling me to hand it over. He said he told me the
0: secret code, and to hand it over. He would told you the secret code? Yes. And you say you have no idea what he was talking about? Yes. And you have no idea what he meant by a secret code? Yes. What did you do then?
1: I told him to let me be. That I had no idea what he was talking about.
0: And he didn't desist from asking you to hand it over?
1: Yes, again. It was like he was acting out some kind of secret agent fantasy. But I wasn't giving him the right answers. So he kept getting angrier and more demanding. He yanked my sketchbook from my hand and he threw it away.
0: Is this when he attacked you? Yes. And you defended yourself? Yes. Why were you there, <laughs> Mr. Corman?
1: I was sketching in my
0: notebook. So you told us, but why were you at that particular bench? I just picked that one. You entered the park through the north gate, is that right? Yes. And from that end of the park, you passed seven benches, but you chose that particular bench. Yeah? So? You must have had a reason, if you're not aware of it. I guess... Concentrate, Mr. Corman, please.
1: Uh, I guess I like the sunlight better in that part of the park. It makes it better to see what you're drawing.
0: And that is the only reason why you chose that particular bench. Yes. Are you sure, Mr. Corman? Yes. Do you recognize these drawings, Mr. Corman?
1: Yeah, the ones that survived after he took my sketchbook and tore it up.
0: Your sketches are of a violent nature, Mr. Corman. Can you tell me why?
1: It's a character I'm working on for my next graphic novel. Is he a hunter? No.
0: Why is he carrying a rifle?
1: He's... a sniper. A sniper? Yes.
0: A sniper with the U.S. Army?
1: No. I mean, he used to be in the Army, like me, but now he's freelance.
0: He carries out assassinations on contract? Yeah, only he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it?
1: No, he gets a phone call that puts him under a spell. Like those sleeper agents? You know, when Russians trained someone for years and set him loose in another country, and he lived a normal life until he got a phone call one day? Well, it's something like that with this character. He gets a call that tells him where to go, where to stand, who to shoot, and then he goes out and does it.
0: And then what? What do you mean? What does he do when he's not killing people? How does he earn a living? How does he account for the time when he's under the spell?
1: He works part-time as an illustrator. He's in disability and is taking therapy because he gets blackouts that he can't explain.
0: I see. That is quite an idea, Mr. Corman. I guess. Do you ever wonder where these ideas come from? Yeah. What do you conclude? Where do these ideas come from?
1: From the subconscious, I guess. Hey, can I go already? I really can't remember any more details.
0: We're almost done, Mr. Corman. Man. Uhhhhhhhhh! Just like, discuss the physical confrontation between you and the individual. What about it? The blows inflicted on the deceased <clears throat> indicate an advanced knowledge of hand-to-hand combat and human anatomy.
1: I don't know anything about that. You don't? No, I told you. I'm a graphic designer, and I work on comics when I have the time. I've never taken a karate lesson in my
0: life. Not even in the army?
1: No. I worked in communications. And then I studied graphic design
0: with the scholarship money that I got. Then how do you explain the physical damage you did to your assailant? I... I just reacted
1: to the attack.
0: That was quite a reaction, Mr. Carmen.
2: It
1: just happened.
2: What do you think happened? Sounds like coincidence. And bad timing. A transaction taking place between people not associated with us. Maybe Corman looked like the guy's contact, so he was approached. That could have ended up badly for him.
0: Yeah. Good thing we got here before the police. What? What do you suggest
2: we do? Put him under with a higher frequency cycle. Wait, you're not the police. That should keep him under control for the three days left before the speech.
1: If you're not the police, then who are you?
2: Alright,
0: do it.
1: Hey, talk to me! Who are you? I'm out of here.
0: Restrain him.
1: No, let me go!
2: Hold his head.
1: Let go of me!
2: Here it goes. Uh,
1: uh, Man... What the hell did I do last night? Feels like I was in a fight. Man, who is it at this time? Yeah.
3: Hello, is this Corman?
1: Hey, Jason, what's up?
3: I was calling to ask you that, man.
1: What do you mean? Why are you calling me at this time of the morning?
3: Morning? Are you sick, man?
1: What are you talking about, Jason?
3: It's two in the afternoon, man you've been absent from work for three days. What? The boss has been calling you every day, leaving messages in your voicemail.
1: Three days?! Let me look at my calendar.
3: Then he asked me to stop by and check on you, see if you were still alive.
1: Jesus, it's Thursday today. I went to the park on Sunday.
3: I came by and knocked, but no one answered. So, are you okay, man? Something
1: happened? You sick? Um, yeah, Jason. Some kind of stomach flu. It knocked me out of my back. Couldn't even keep a glass of water down.
3: I rang the bell, knocked on the door a bunch.
1: Yeah, I might have heard it. But I was delirious for a while and I thought I was imagining it. But I'm okay now, so you can tell the boss I'll be there tomorrow morning.
3: Are you sure you're okay? If the boss knows you're sick, he won't mind you taking the week off.
1: No, really, I'm okay now. If you can just pass the message on to him. I'm making coffee, and after I eat something I should be okay.
3: Yeah, sure man. The boss must have left you half a dozen voicemails though, did
1: you get any of them? Maybe they'll show up on the weekend. I've been having problems with this new phone.
3: That's the new one for One giveaway?
1: Yeah, that one.
3: They only gave away five of those. You were lucky.
1: Well, I seem to miss calls and texts, and now there's missing voicemails, so I'm not so sure about that. The last call I remember getting is something that sounded like the old school dial-up sound. Someone's at the door, Jason. I have to go.
3: All right, man. Consider staying out the rest of the week. The presidential candidate's in town for a speech. So, it's gonna be crazy downtown.
1: I'll consider it, Jason. Bye. Just a second.
3: Good afternoon.
0: Uh, I have a special delivery for uh, Raymond Corman. That's me. Just sign here. And here you go thank you. have a good day sir.
1: where the hell is this from? from hinterlands something to do with my phone
3: expect evening traffic on the freeway to be a little heavier than usual with all the people coming to see the each <laughs>
1: Avenue from the intersections of Powell Street. all the way can't be a replacement phone. Not a package this big.
3: To leave work early
1: or what the winter. hell is this? I didn't order a metal briefcase. The
3: like some with or in the high 60s. did I? Hello? America. Good afternoon, Mr. Corman. I'm Delilah, your customer service representative, and I'll be guiding you through the assembly and use of the components inside your briefcase. Now, Mr. Corman, first thing you have to do is change into clothes appropriate for the weather. So let's go to the closet and pick something. And while you're at it, put on a pair of headphones. You'll need your hands free for what you have to do. We're almost there. Now, just before the corner, there's an alley on the your right. You're going to take that out. Very good, Mr. Corman. Now, at the end of this alley, you're going to open the door on the left of the alley. Make sure to keep a steady pace, Mr. Corman. You don't want to wear yourself out. And there's plenty of time for what you have to do. Step out onto the rooftop. You want to go to the north face of the building. Okay, Mr. Corbin. This is a good place for the case. Now dial 175 on the combination dial. Open the case. Very good, Mr. Corbin. Now take stock and bridge, And join them together. Now assemble the bud.
2: By by You'll
0: take your guns, your freedom, and your god. Please, I urge you to vote with your head and heart this coming Tuesday. Together. When we ready, we shall
4: make
3: this city great. <laughs> We're finished now, Mr. Cornet. Thank
1: you for shopping, insurance Goodbye. Huh? What? Oh my god. What am I doing holding this? What, what am I doing here? That's the gun! What? May you see him? No, no. I didn't shoot, shoot him. What did
4: he look like?
1: I didn't do it. I don't know what happened. Let see your hands! down the ground now! do uh, I didn't do it! We will not shoot! not to shoot you! Uh, Get
3: down know. on the ground! I don't know how it happened!
4: And because of the overturned pickup truck on the expressway, expect delays of up to 25 minutes between exits 22 and 27. In other news, police have revealed the identity of the assassin of presidential candidate Hansen as Raymond Haley Corman, 29 years old, former army communications specialist and employed as an illustrator and graphic designer. Authorities are still investigating the circumstances that led to the shooting of Hansen, but an FBI spokesperson stated that so far, no connections have been established between Mr. Corman and terrorists either foreign or native, and that it's very likely that Raymond Haley Corman acted alone.
0: Yeah, man, no big deal. Just, you know, president gets assassinated. It's no problem. It's no problem at all. Yeah, sure. Like that happens. Sometimes, uh, you know, you get your new cell phone and, uh, next thing you see,
3: you're (coughs)
2: Hmm.
0: Dash V. I like that. That's like a story within a story. Um can Salami. Rounds of applause. And says, really good. Thank you so much for tuning in to that. I really appreciate it. Good night, all. Don't answer your phones. And uh, we will be replaying this again tomorrow during the day. So if anybody wants to share an encore performance, that will be there and available for you. I just realized I had my microphone off to the side. <clears throat> How about this? You get a little you get a little bit of something extra. Well, Mr. Corman, What do you have to say for yourself? You seem to be a very violent man. Well, Mr. Anderson, as you can see, we've been watching you for some time now. It appears you've been living two lives. One life, Thomas A. Anderson works at a respectable software corporation and helps his landlady take out her garbage. The other life is lived entirely in computers. We go by the hacker alias Neo. They're guilty of virtually every crime we have a law for. One of these lives has a future, the other does not. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you again next time. Love you.